Here we go! It's only four words. This is something something Bronco. This one's for Pat! Let's go! Can you suspend us all? There's only one person that carries the ball right here! Tim Tebow back in the system. Featuring Mike DeSico and Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined as always by Mike DeSico. Mike, the Denver Broncos beat the Bills. Wow. In Monday Night Football. Can you believe it? No. And we tried so hard to lose it, and the Bills were like, we insist. Please win. And over the years, those are the games the Broncos would be – they would lose anyway. 100%. Would that was usually us, anyway. finding a way. And they found a way to win. And we got lucky, but good teams get lucky sometimes, you know? And maybe we're a good team now. I don't know. Well, eventually, the ball had to bounce our way. Um, We have been so unlucky for so long that when the ball does bounce our way, it feels weird, doesn't it? It I mean, it feels weird. It's kind of it's it makes me uneasy. Like, what's the other shoe about to drop? Yeah, like we're gonna find out today's Pat Sertan tore his knee or something. You know, it's like I'm not used to having good things happen without, like you said, a but. You guys won, but. Right. The Walton Penners are also running an international meth ring. Something like that. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that happening. I mean, how are they making their money otherwise? (laughs) Right? Right. Well, they're certainly not paying their employees. They're not paying their taxes either. So So I guess, uh, you know, they've just invested all in the Denver Broncos. And I'm okay with that. uh, Sort of. Not really. Not really. Your highlight of the game. What was what was like the moment uh, of truth? The moment of awesome. The flag. The twelve men on the field flag. I was like standing. I saw your thing on Twitter where you're laying on the ground crying, and then you're up there cheering. Brilliant tweet, by the way. At Jezru, follow him. Thanks, thanks. But I was like standing, like right in front of the TV, so I could close and I had my hands on my head, like, oh my god, I can't believe it. And then I just started yelling, flag, 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 and just please don't be like another false start on McGlinchey or something like that. Twelve men lined up and pretty cool. So that was to me that was the highlight. I said on the post game that I was so grateful that uh, the referees were able to count to twelve and that the Bills uh, were not able. To yeah, count it's to like 12. that's like the third time in two games in Buffalo. Now we've ran the field goal team on there and kicked the field goal at the buzzer, so to speak. Didn't it happen in the first half too? Right. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, and twice, and and that was like a, a a big deal. Like back in, I think it was two thousand six. I said two thousand four so, last night, but I think yeah, it was so it might have been not the last time we played there, but a couple times ago. But the, the famous Toro play, yeah, yeah, the famous one, yeah, Jason Elam. It was yeah, and so but we so to upstage that we did it twice. Yeah, uh, but he, in all fairness, he did miss the second the second first, time. The first time. No, well, no, the second time, but the first attempt. Of the second time. How's that? We should re-edit that one. <laughs> and, well, it, it's, there's so many field goals, and yeah. there are well, so many missed field goals or extra yeah. points. There, it, it, Can I? 
you know me, right? We're we're old friends. So let's let's uh, raid on the parade for a second. Does this win cover up the fact that a we have serious problems with our kicking game? Three missed kicks. One of them was a uh, bad snap slash hold. Uh, so they weren't all on Will Lutz, but he missed two kicks. The kicking game missed three. And then you can ask, like, even somebody like Cortland Sutton did not have – he had that amazing catch, maybe one of the all-time amazing touchdown catches, but he put the ball on the ground. He dropped some uh, passes. That wasn't his fault. That was that was Russell yeah. Wilson throwing a terrible pass. It he was. He could have had the first down. Like, it, it, that was on Russell because he was reaching out to to try to catch it. He, and... still, he still turned and had possession of the ball and gave it up when he was set. I agree with you, but – you know, the win, you know, masks a lot of problems. And so is the kicking game a problem for you? Our running game wasn't very good last night. We averaged less than four yards a carry. Um, he stuck with it. You know, he ran the ball 21 times with uh, Pookie. Jaleel got six carries for eight yards. Um, Russ ran nine times. How many of those were planned? Probably not very many, but no. I don't know. It feels good to win. But it's not like we looked good doing it either. So I, that's good that you can win ugly, right? It was. But the steam, it, the it, steam it, still has some it ways was, to go. It wasn't like the dispiriting wins. It wasn't like that 49ers win last year that you were at. It, yeah. It's it's like it wasn't like we won and we were. Ang- it was. It wasn't like the Green Bay Packers win where like we won and it was like yay, or the Bears win. It was like mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it felt good. To win because we were making plays. We were getting turnovers and we were getting first downs when we needed to make first downs. And that catch by Cortland was freaking amazing. Unbelievable. And the referee, he could not believe his eyes. He saw what he saw and he's like, that is impossible. There's no way anyone could make that catch. Yeah, I don't blame him for saying no touchdown in real time because in real time, I nobody would have said that was a touchdown. You had to slow it down to really appreciate and verify the brilliance of that catch. So, what about Will Lutz? What are we? What are we going to do about Will Lutz? Well, he was a big concern in the beginning of the year. Should we be concerned? Or some of those things like, ah, they win. What are you doing? You know. But if it wasn't for Buffalo being unable to count on that quick switch on the field goal, which maybe that was the plan, trying to catch them in a uh, thing where they weren't ready, he's the goat. He got a second chance, and he was the hero, but, but he missed the extra been point. In that situation, if you hadn't missed all the extra points and the yeah, well, yeah. the one extra point wasn't his fault. He never got a chance to kick it, uh, but he did miss the first one. So you know, if he had if he had those extra two points, then Buffalo on when they scored the touchdown at the end of the game is having to go for two to either tie or we stop them, and we don't even need a miracle pass interference call um, and all that, you know. And by the way, we should talk about that last drive here in a second. Um, well, let's do. Let's talk about it. Like well, the, do you want to talk about the pass interference? Do you want to talk well, about I Russell thought it was scrambling funny. the third and longs? Which which part would you like to talk about? Well, I think you know. I remember he the the drive there. I remember just being on the fifty or the wait, we're on the thirty five. Like no matter what happens, you can't take a sack. And <laughs> Russ took a sack. And we've <laughs> all been on Russ's case for taking too many sacks. That was not on Russ. The Bills sent everybody, swarmed him. People came in untouched. He had no choice. He had no chance. He was toast. It was it he wasn't was his fault. Yeah. And then the second, the next play after that, they sent everybody again. He got the uh, ball off. He was able to step into it. If he steps into it, he probably hits Judy in stride. One would hope. Touchdown. But he had to underthrow it. 
so we got the penalty. That was pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah. Again, it was it was one so, of those. Usually, the ball does not lucky? bounce our way. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so, all the balls bounce our way, except balls. for the one that dude he cooks he. he that was had amazing. The ball, he fumbled it, and in stride, Justin Simmons. Just, Picked it right back up, like and, yeah. and like like dribbled it like a basketball. It was do that I a thousand times. It. Yeah, do that a thousand times. The ball doesn't bounce into his hands more than like five. Unreal. I I, I may have started losing hope at that point. Do we need to talk about having the time of his life? Do you have an apology you'd like to give, uh, Vance Joseph? I think we all do, don't we? Um, I was ready to fire him early, oh, and was. that everybody may was... have been wrong. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question. Is which coach gets more credit for the turnaround, Sean Payton or Vance Joseph? How much of the turnaround has Payton been part of? Or is it like VJ gets all the credit? Who who has impressed you most? Because they both done pretty darn well this last month. Who's impressed you the most? It's Sean Payton because he's also able to corral Russ into – Whatever this is, it's it, it, it is it is like watching a quarterback with training wheels on and I'll be damned if it isn't working like I, it's frustrating as hell throwing short of the sticks. I saw your tweet uh, at the game like that first possession. Uh, why didn't, we why, try why didn't they try to uh, score some points or why didn't they try to get a first down? It, yeah. it was, that was a little frustrating. It was three straight runs and a field goal just to start the game. Speaking of Sean Payton, you know, was one thing that was really, really nice was after that Russell Wilson sack in the fourth quarter, our head coach last year would have said, let's kick a field goal from there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Sean Payton chose not to do that. And that was nice. And leave leave almost a minute on the clock, too, while, yeah. while we do that. Yeah, that was that was just a, just pleasant. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Enjoyed so it. the I was saying this in the post game last night that. Sean Payton won that game at the end of the first half uh, with how he methodically moved the ball. He spent clock. He he worked it, and uh, we got that extra field goal. Um, yeah, and that t- turned out to be like all the difference in the game. Sean Payton, you know, like he made those comments early about Nathaniel Hackett, which the Nathaniel Hackett hasn't scored a touchdown in his last thirty six drives. Drives so. Ha ha. 11 quarters. 11 quarters. But people were like, <laughs> is, did the game in that one year pass Sean Payton by? Was he just coming in and thinking, I'm Sean Payton and that's enough? You know, we all had those conversations. And as they say, you have to trust the process. And we're starting to see what a Sean Payton team can be and what it should be. And so the process is playing out. And I'm just, a month ago, who would have thought we'd be happy with the process with Vance Joseph, with Russell Wilson. I mean, Sean Payton. The tank t- has delivered. Has stopped. Yeah. There's no more tank. No. And I remember saying last week, okay, we beat the Chiefs, but that's one game. We lost 16 in a row. I'd say we're going to beat them sometime. Let's let's beat them again. And people were talking playoffs. You know, if we're going to make a playoff run, you have to win this game. And I said, let's get to 500. Then we'll talk. Then I'll believe. Do you believe now or do you need to say – I think I'm still like, I believe this team is better. But as far as believing they can make a playoff run, they need to win next week and get to 500 before I'm all in on, yeah, we might actually be able to make a playoff run. Are you? Do you believe now or do you need more? Let me reframe that. 
I am considering this season a borderline success for improvement because I've seen a lot of things, in the, especially in these last few weeks, that um, are encouraging. And do I think there's a playoff run in this? I do not think there's a playoff run. Do we make the playoffs? Maybe. That's gravy. I'm seeing things that give me hope for next year. Like There is some leadership. There is a direction. It may not include Will Lutz, which was okay with me. <laughs> but I think we can make some noise for the rest of this year. And next year is a year for expectations. Well, then let's talk about that bright orange elephant in the room then. If you're going to have ex- expectations and you build on them, are you building on them with Russell Wilson as your quarterback next year? Or do you take those expectations and dial them back because we drafted a quarterback next year? We trade up for a quarterback. One of them always seems to fall in the draft. We get a rookie quarterback. Do these expectations, do these results, your optimism change your thoughts on what we need to do next year now? With Sean Payton seems three. to have an idea of what he wants from his quarterback because he is I, – I, I heard the comparison this morning. I don't remember what show, but they were, they were saying that they're not letting him cook. <laughs> they are they're, – they're letting him boil water first. I, I, I think it was Dan Patrick, and, and, yeah. and I thought that was so apt. That was it, – it, it's like, yeah, you're cooking, but you're going to cook what we want, and it's not going to be fancy, and it's not going to be – you know, the chef's signature di- uh, yeah. dish, because when we let you cook, you, you, you implode. Like last year was awful. And that was you cooking. I, well, that was Nathaniel Hackett buying the ingredients too. Um, <laughs> but no, I agree with that. Like my wife can open up the refrigerator and she sees a meal. I open it up and see nothing. I can follow a recipe and cook a good dinner. That's like what Russ is doing. He can follow a recipe, cook a good dinner, but I can't just, pull random stuff out of the fridge and cook something of my own imagination and free will. I don't have that ability. And I think that's Russ. He has to, as far as being a chef, he has to follow a specific recipe. He's not going to create a new wonderful dish for you on the fly. Yeah, this, I agree. This, that entire analogy was weak, by the way. No, it was good. I, I thought it was good. I, your wife is going to love it. Yeah. She definitely listens. I, well, yeah. So mine too, all yeah. the time. So I had a tweet last night that went like crazy. Like I, it went bananas. You got like um, 12, 13 likes. It was of me uh, lying on the floor. Oh yeah. I, I already uh, and I had all so my clothes iconic. on. So, so that's not it. I, that was clearly Photoshopped. Most of the time. Well, I, I was checking out my ass a little bit in the, that picture where I was lying that's, on the floor. That's it was, um, that was right after that we missed the kick and I fell to the earth and and I, I remember smelling the carpet and being like, son of a bitch, they did it to who, me again. Who was I got just taking my hopes your, up. Who was taking your picture? Who had the camera? Were those staged? That is my neighbor who was there on the fly. He had his camera out and he snapped the picture of me on the ground. And then when it was reversed and we got it, I turn around. I'm like, yes. And he's taking a picture and he's like, I got a picture of you on the ground. And I was like, you have to send those to me. Yes. Because this is Twitter gold. I have no problem uh, posting pictures of myself in a prone position uh, on Twitter or X. Sounds bad when it's on X, right? Yeah. I like that. I was was prone on X. I was prone on X with my pants on. (laughs) Different image that I was laying down on Twitter. You know, those are two different. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> We've talked about like where your confidence level is and everything. So do you believe or are you like they're finding a way to win and that's cool? And I want to enjoy it for what it is. I'm along for the ride. I am I I don't believe in anything. I don't think that I still don't think that this is a great team. I think no. this is a team that has found a way to win with what it has, and for that they 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 get the uh they get Jess to ride them. Sunday night, the Vikings of Minnesota come to Denver. Yes. Josh Dobbs, who is evidently the greatest quarterback in the league, comes in with no practice and leads to two victories. My thought is that only lasts for so long. You know, that right. bubble, it wears that bubble bursts. They're going to get film on him and they're going to exploit it. Yes. And they have good wide receivers. If Jefferson plays, we have PS2. They have better depth of receiver than the Bills do. I... That's a winnable game. They're six and four. The Vikings are. That's a winnable game. It is. And that's what makes me so nervous is that we have every right to go out there and be competitive. And so that's makes me very um, somewhat nauseous. I think (laughs) I get a I get a feeling in the, the my belly that tells me that this has been too good to be true. And we're going to plummet back to earth. People are going to hurt. Oh, guys. We're the Denver Broncos. We don't do nice things. Did well, you forget? What? Did you forget? We were the team that allowed Miami to score 70 points. So, uh, prediction, Mike, what do you think? Uh, it's Sunday night football. It's in Denver. Um, it's a national game, but we just won a national game. It's like our thing now. Like we is it a thing? In prime time. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a thing. They, they could very well have flexed us out. I think they everybody saw this coming when we lost to Miami. People like they're going to turn this shit around, you know. Yeah, that was the impression I got. Yeah, that was the national (laughs) narrative. (laughs) They're going to turn this around. So it's pretty pretty obvious. Um, I predicted last week Bills twenty four to seventeen. I think that is a wonderful score. I'm going to predict the Broncos win twenty four to seventeen. They're five and five. Maybe we don't make a playoff run, but maybe we're in that conversation in the uh, last week or two of the season. And that would be, that'd be pretty awesome. I uh, would like to copy your score this week. Uh, you always do. Claim that it's my score. Okay. It's your um, score. Imagine Karnak, the magnificent with the envelope to his turbine head. Um, Dating turbine. myself. Well, you said turbine. That's like a, like in a power plant. You're turbaned. Head. It's, is, was that a turbine? I mean, it was kind yes. of a, it was a big poof. Well, it certainly turbine. wasn't, a, it certainly wasn't a turbine. Well, no, it was not a, we, it was big enough that it could have supplied power. It could have been. There's probably some, uh, fuel cells in there at least. Yes. Because <laughs> we all, the, the one thing you know I'm about sure Johnny Carson was very environmentally conscious. And so he was trying to generate green energy to power Doc Severson and the Tonight Show band. <laughs> and McMahon. Ed McMahon. <laughs> yeah. All you kids out there have just lost the narrative in the last minute here, but that's okay. YouTube exists. Here, you want me to get him back? Are you ready? Here we go. Get him back. Ah! Uh, hey, kids. Boner noise. Come for the boner noise. Stay for the Ed McMahon jokes. I, I mean, first of all, what's the difference between those two things? <laughs> there isn't any. There's there isn't one. Any. All right. No, so anyway, my so prediction Carmack. for this game, my prediction, Karnak, the Magnificent, says, says it will be 28 to 25 
the Broncos unfortunately fall short. They come crashing back wow. to because so because karma karma has a way of coming around and and I don't know Josh Dobbs he can't be that good right maybe maybe I'm being too generous twenty eight well, points is, for Josh Dobbs what does this podcast come to where I'm the optimist picking the Broncos to win and you're like ah, they're gonna lose what has happened here <laughs> I. I've got PTSD. The trauma of the last few years have, have this is why I can't have nice things, you know? Uh, yeah, I get you. And I, I was there. And I, like I said a few weeks ago, I just want to enjoy and have fun. And I, you know, I finding a way to win is a skill, it's an identity. And if the Broncos have figured out how to do that, then a home game against Minnesota and Josh Dobbs is not just a game they should win, it's a game they kind of have to win if they're going to be who we think they could be. They have a good chance of becoming something this season. I mean, the rest of the year, I mean, there's there's Houston, there's Detroit, Houston? and that's it. Well, no, okay, let's talk about Houston, because they, C.J. Stroud is MVP-level play almost here. So that's what I'm saying. That, that, those, are the hard, those are the, the hard games. are six and three. Yeah, but they're um, kind of a, they're like a BS six and three. They should sure. have lost the other day. The Chargers are four and five. We don't play well in the AFC West. Hopefully that's changing. Those aren't gimmies. And then the Raiders, when's the last time we beat the Raiders? So Well, but yeah, we can't, I don't know. Well, this, Josh McDaniels is gone, so we have a good chance. Yeah, well, this team, the Broncos, are not good enough that we can chalk up anything as a W. Oh, we'll definitely get the Chiefs or the Chargers or the Raiders. The Chargers in Las Vegas to end the season, there's no guarantee we win. That the uh the Raiders have won two in a row, right? They're granted they beat the Jets and the Giants. Yeah, they've but had they both still New York them. teams back to back. But we should be they so beat lucky. Them, but they beat them. We didn't beat the Jets, so you know what I'm saying they they won. You got to give them credit for it. And there, there's not any games on here where if I'm the other team, whether it's Houston or L.A. or Detroit, or I'm not looking at the Broncos and saying. Yeah, we could win that game. We should win that game. We're not quite there yet. We got the Patriots two and eight. That's probably the definitely the most winnable game left, I would say. But oh, and I don't know. I, man. I think the Raiders, and I think at least we take at least one of the Chargers games. You think so? I at hope so. One. We might I, we might even take know. both. Like Herbert has not been doing so hot lately. No, he's still good enough to be a Charger. You can't you can't count him out. You know. <laughs> Because one thing the Chargers always do is they get your hopes up just enough to crush them, and they haven't got anybody's hopes up yet. So you feel like they're going to go on like a three or four game win streak and get people's hopes up, get people believing that they're not frauds, and then they'll crash to the earth. But I don't know. Our schedule's not as easy as some people on Twitter were suggesting it would be. People were counting wins already. Oh, we're going to win this. We're going to win this. We're going to finish with this record. I don't know. I mean, it's not unreasonable to think the Chargers sweep us. Right, I mean, therefore, I would five, say it's unlikely. I, I don't. I mean, I, I, I think you are an unreasonable person most of the time, but um, not in this instance. Well, you think I'm an unreasonable person most of the time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fair. Good. Because I thought yeah. you said the other one. I was going to argue with you. Oh, we have a fight on the other side. Ah! For that's a thing that, like, when I lived here in NorCal, Raiders fans do all the time. Like, where well, we're going to win here we're going to win this game and then we're going to be like you know 10 and 4 and we're going to be just fine and then it's like they count all these wins way down the schedule it's a weird thing that i've never seen any fan base do more than the raiders especially if you listen to sports talk out in the bay area so it's like one game at a time i think they can beat minnesota i think they should beat minnesota 
They can. Will they? Uh, I, should they? Yeah. I, why do you think they? Minnesota's going to win? Why, why do you think? Because you talked about, like, you know, the Josh Stops, that bubble has to burst, right? He's playing way above his ability and past history. So why why do you think the party keeps going in Denver on Sunday night football? I just have that feeling in my gut. It's, and it's and I don't like the feeling, but it's just it's it has that feeling of we're going to have to pay the piper for this recent success. But I will say, don't the Vikings have to pay the same piper? No, the, does things don't apply to them. They have Alan Roach as their stadium announcer now. So oh, yeah, that's okay. that's part that's of rough. the rules. Yeah, that's rough. Okay, you yeah, they pretty, stole him as from as our stadium announcer. He still does the Avalanche games. He's still all over KOA, but he flies in to do the 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 Vikings games, and then he does all the national like the Hall of Fame game, the Super Bowl. Like he does all the stadium announcing for all that stuff. Um, and he used to be ours, but they they let him go. This that is the biggest crime of Joel Ellis's. We career. Need, we need to get so did they. F- just say we're going in another direction or was this like minnesota saying fellas we got to upgrade our game let's offer alan roach a big free agent contract you know what happened Did i we think trade? that's what it was because they just opened that stadium that new stadium that they got the stadium's been there for a couple of years right yeah well so, so is alan roach when they opened oh. the new stadium they got a, a brand new alan roach to uh to talk it into the microphones for them all right why well, he does the trains at dia he should be doing Broncos games. Well, you know, if we weren't so cheap, you know, if Target's owners owned us, we would have kept Alan Roach. But ooh, isn't that where they play in Minnesota? Isn't that the Target? Oh, it's actually from it's Target Center. That's where the Timberwolves play. Uh, Target is a Minneapolis local brand. I can't believe the Walton Penners would uh, allow Target, win Target again. to get over on them like that. It's time for them to step their game up. Well, I mean, it's Walmart. We getting the discount. Not quite as good version of the other thing, but you're going to save a few bucks. Right, right. So, you know, they're on brand. <laughs> Scratch and done sale. Yeah, you know, we'll need to buy a new announcer sooner than we would have. But, you know, short term, saving a few bucks. And halfway through the game, somebody's going to, you know, shoplift our announcer. Gonna, <laughs> they're going to pick him up and run out the door with him. And Somebody's so, going to have him stuffed under her shirt. And the old man at the door who greets you is not going to stop them. <laughs> He's not stopping anything. No, they stopped doing that. They stopped doing oh. that because everyone felt so bad for them. Okay. Because it's like, welcome to Walmart. And it's like half the people didn't even say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other I, half I, were just like, why is this person here? Because when you're looking for an employee at a Walmart, they, you can't find one. I have to drive like 35, 40 minutes to get to one. Target, on the other hand, that's like Disneyland. I love That's where Target. you can meet a lot of single moms, you know? It's a good place. Uh, a friend of mine. Uh, one time I ran into him at Target and I was like, what are you doing, man? He's like, well, there's a lot of single ladies here at Target. He was like, <laughs> I was just kidding. I've never met like a, uh, I've 22, never met 22 years old. And so I'm uh-huh. like, yeah, there's nothing creepy about loitering around the halls of a, uh, a Target. Hey, baby, like, that's hey, a nice sponge you got there. You, uh, you, you want me to go get a guy to unlock the pregnancy test cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> Ah. And then, well, you never mind. Okay, we're the, this is just, there's no good place this conversation will go. No. If we I think, keep I talking. think that means we're done. Are we done? I, can, I think that's Well, we it. predicted, we predicted, you know, well, I was going to say we predicted wins, but, you know, you're a party pooper. Do you have a sound effect there that's like. Uh, yeah, Milan, from the top 
to the bottom. bottom. Macho man. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just feeling good about the Broncos just feels good. And there's, there's problems there. Our running game wasn't very good. McGlinchey and those pre-snap penalties. They, we, they're going to cost us. They cost us last night. And if we were playing a better team, they would have pounced on those and made us pay for them. Will Lutz. So we're not a good team yet, but we're, but we're not as bad right as direction. we were. We're trending in the right direction, and that's awesome, right? <laughs> that's awesome. That is our that is our parting thought for something something Broncos this week. Broncos, not necessarily a team on the rise, but we are a team who is not as bad as it has been. We're we are a team on the rise. We're just not good yet. We haven't risen to good. We've risen from ugh to uh, so I have uh-huh. interest again, which is nice. It's nice to cheer for. Like, I mean, I'm cheering during games again. That's that's that was gone for a long and time. It's nice to be like hopeful that something good will happen. We'll be like, well, you know, we're just gonna give up a touchdown here. All right, we scored, but whatever. We're just gonna give up an 80 yard kickoff return, and then they're gonna run it in on the next play. So it just feels good to have an expectation of being decent. That is of not being good. an embarrassment. Not being an embarrassment. I don't know, man. The bar is low, and we've been crawling through the desert, and we got a little bit of water, and we're just lapping it up. So join us next week when Mike and I come together and lap it up together. Lap it up. On Something Something Broncos. Lappers for everyone. For Mike DeSico, I am Jess Place. For Jess Place, I'm Mike DeSico. Be sure to follow Mike on the Twitters. And if you want to see pictures of me in prone positions, fully clothed, follow me at Jezru. If you want to see pictures of Jezru, uh, not fully clothed, DM me. When, for real? <laughs>